Hello everyone, you're welcome to the second episode of our podcast on relationship. My name is Daniel Jimmy. I'm your host for this show. In the last episode, we asked the question, where did we all go wrong? We talked about the fact that the scriptures is a book about relationships. And we talked about all the different forms of relationships that we know up to date. We asked the question, what's wrong with what we have? Why do we want to fix it if it ain't broke? And then we saw that it is really broken in so many ways. That led us to begin to ask questions about what God's proposition for our relationships are and what we need to do to be able to get back our rhythm, to be able to get back that original relationship that we're supposed to have. We did mention that scriptures will be our guide on this journey. We want to see what the scriptures has to say concerning relationships and compare that with what we have so that we can see the adjustments that we need to make. I want to say a very big thank you to everyone who has taken out time to listen to the last episode. It's been amazing. The feedback I've been getting, the hits I've had in just one episode, it's been awesome. I want to thank you all and I want to encourage you to please continue continue to listen continue to give me feedback let's continue to talk about relationships so that we can at least in our tiny little circle begin to build better relationships and live the world better than we met it on today's episode we will be talking about a different topic a topic that is of particular interest to me because I feel that it forms the bedrock of the new idea we are proposing, the new concept that we want to bring on board, which is not really new, but it's just been abandoned for so long. You know, I want us to examine this and explore it. The topic is our true identity. In the movie Dark Phoenix, X-Men Dark Phoenix, there is a statement that Jean Grey made towards the end of the movie. Spoiler alert, if you've not seen the movie, I hope this doesn't spoil it. If you've seen it, you would understand what I'm talking about. She said something after she defeated the villain at the very end and she turned into a huge phoenix in outer space. She said, I know who I am now. I am not simply what others want me to be. I am not destined to a fate I can't control. I evolved beyond this world. This is not the end of me or the X-Men. It's a new beginning. And. When I heard that statement, when I heard that quote, it struck me and then got me thinking, got me searching. In so many ways, this quote, even though it's a line in a movie, it's biblical, it's scriptural, it's divine. 
I know who I am now. The concept of identity, knowing who we are, is very, very important to becoming who we are supposed to be. It says, I am not simply what others want me to be. When we are born into this world, there is the construct that we are born into and we are expected to grow within that construct. In this construct, you find the concept of revenge being instilled in a child from a tender age. In this construct, there is a kind of person you are supposed to be if you are a boy and there is a kind of person you are supposed to be if you are a girl. And everybody wants you to be that person. And you find yourself fighting against this tide. But the forces are just too many. So that eventually you find yourself fitting in. Even though you know that you're different. Children are the happiest people on earth. Why is that? Because there is this concept of relationship that they understand. They are pure-hearted, they play, they have fun, they have no care at all in this world and they do not allow themselves to get messed up by things around them. But as they grow older, they begin to catch up to the things that the world has to offer them. And this messes with their identity. It changes who they originally were. And then when we become adults, we begin to think or reminisce about our childhoods and wish we could go back to those days when we were young and free and had no care in the world. This makes this topic very, very important and crucial right now. We want to ask the question, who are we really? Why do we need to define who we are? And when we define who we are, and we know why we need to define who we are, what then do we do? What do we do with this information? And then how do we go about bringing about identity change so that we can begin to enjoy our relationships? Make no mistake, identity change is essential if we are going to get it right with respect to our relationships. We need to evolve beyond this world. We need to know that we are not destined to a fate that we can't control. We need to realize that life on earth is not all there is. When we die, it's just a transition. It's just a transition to a new beginning. There are no truer words than the ones Jane Grey made, acted by Sophie Turner in The Dark Phoenix. Now let's dig into things and let's begin to analyze this as it is from scripture. I want to start with Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 and 27. Don't worry, I would not, this is not going to be, you know, filled with scripture, quotations, and the likes. But there are just three major passages of scripture I'd like us to put into consideration here. The first one is Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27. It tells us from the Revised Standard Version, 
Since then, God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let him have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Basically, what we are picking from here is that God made man in his own image. Basically, and he made us male and female when he made us. And he made us so we could subdue the earth, so we could have dominion over all other creation. Such is the kind of relationship God wants us to have with his creation. Dominion over them. To rule over them. But how has our rulership been? With global warming on the rise. Can we really say that we have been good rulers over all other creation? We continue to have more and more endangered species. Man continues to alter the ecosystem and make life unbearable even for himself. Relationship. How far so far? How dutiful have we been? in the task that has been committed into our hands. But don't get distracted. We're talking about identity. Who are we really? From this place that we have just read, from this scripture, we learn that who we are indeed is the image of God. How we define ourselves really determines how we relate with one another and with the universe. The identity we give to ourselves determines how we see one another. It determines how we see the world. It determines how we see our work. It determines how we see the people around us. It determines how we see the natural habitat. It determines how we see everything in the whole universe. As a matter of fact, how we determine, how we define ourselves determines also how we see God. Concept of God. It's a function of our definition of ourselves. The proposition the scripture gives to us is that God is supreme. He is bigger than us. He is wiser than us. He knows all things. He is everywhere and he, is, he has power over all things. But the mistake we often make is that our God complex, our, our tendency to define ourselves as the ultimate measure of all things makes it difficult for us to get an understanding of God being supreme, being superior to us. Because we cannot bear to face that humbling fact. And so we want to use our scientific equipment. We want to use our philosophical ways of thinking to explain away the fact that there is God. We just want to deny it at all costs. 
and then everything we see continues to steer us in the face and continues to tell us that there is God. He revealed himself to us in creation. He revealed himself to us in his son who came in the flesh. And then he continues to reveal himself to us in his word, which we have till tomorrow, which has been proven to be infallible. All attempts to discredit the scriptures have failed. And yet, somehow, we still find it difficult to define ourselves as images of God, created beings. It is important, moving forward, that we define who we are, we understand who we are. Why do we need to define who we are? Because it determines what we do. As product of a chaotic explosion, we should not expect serenity in our lives. If truly we are products of the Big Bang and then we exploded into existence, why then should we expect to have peaceful relationships? Why then do we expect that we should have Relationships that do not involve cheating, that do not involve killing, that do not involve lying, that do not involve all the heart-wrenching, heart-breaking things that we find in the world today. After all, from the very beginning, we exploded into existence. Chaos brought us into existence. That's what science would have us believe. Oh, we, we, we evolved from the apes, you know. And then after several years, the human came into existence. And then why then do we expect ourselves to act any better if we are products of apes? Let's take, let's take some time to think about this. When we now think of ourselves as products of an orderly and good God, we have hope of peace that passes human understanding. We have a promise of an abundant life predicated upon healthy relationships. That is what comes from recognizing the fact that we have been made by a God of order who declared everything that he made as good. Peace comes from understanding where we came from, from understanding who we are. When you have this understanding, it is going to change your outlook. It is going to help you to understand that yes, the God of order who created the universe in an orderly manner has a plan for you, has a proposition for you to live your life in a way that will bring joy to you, in a way that will make you happy. And then you will begin to investigate that way. The current crisis, the COVID-19 pandemic, is revealing to us what we have sown in terms of our relationships. You have no choice but to be with family at this time. 
even if you work remotely that remote work will be done in your house and then you have to deal with your family you can't escape and if you're away from family maybe you are stuck somewhere you will at least appreciate the power of relationship in your isolation you will know what it means to relate with other people so every one of us is learning at this time that fixing our relationships having peace of mind in our lives as a result of the kind of relationships we have established is highly important so we need to get it right and get it right we will what do we need to do to get it right to define our true identity we need to recognize where we truly came from we were made for an eternal existence the image of god that we are is our spirit not this physical frame so no matter how you look no matter how attractive or how ugly you may think you are that is not you you are the person you are on the inside it is that spirit that made you a living being ugly or beautiful without that spirit you are nothing but food for maggots you are nothing but dust it is that spirit that makes you a living being and that is the image of god that we have in us ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11 is the second scripture of the three i'm going to read it today it says in ecclesiastes 3:11 he has made everything beautiful in its time also He has put eternity into man's heart yet so that he cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end It is impossible for mortal man to completely fathom the works of God and we must content ourselves we must be content with what has been revealed to us and we must let that guide us guide our lives it says that god has made everything beautiful in its time there is the concept of timing what you and i know now is because this is what god wants us to know at this time and the height of our knowledge is determined by god himself but note we are told that he has set eternity into our hearts this is telling us that we were made for an eternal existence nobody really dies we only change state from one form to the other so when you recognize that what happens is a transition we must want to ask ourselves what sort of transition do we want to make what are we transiting to Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 7 the third and final passage 
says, and the dust returns to the earth as it was, and the spirit returns to God who gave it. If scripture is infallible, which I believe is true, then it means that it is God who gave us our spirit, and if our spirit will return to him, this is who we really are. That is God's image in us. What does this image entail? What is God's image really in us? This spirit we are talking about, it is good love because God is love. It is good spirit because God is spirit. It is desire of feeling or emotion because God has shown to us in his word that he can be disappointed, he can be brokenhearted. That capacity for feeling, for desire, for emotion, for love, it's the image of God in us. That is who we are. And we must own it. We must accept it. We must embrace it. It is good work. God is not lazy. He created the world. He commissioned man to work. Work is not a consequence of sin. Man was commissioned to work before he had the forbidden fruit. Good work. It is good rest. God rested on the seventh day. Not because he was tired, but because it is part of what we need to learn about our existence, about our relationships, about the things that we do, that we need rest. Compassion is God's image in us. Justice. Equity rather than the equality that has been paraded and flaunted everywhere on every corner. Righteousness, doing what is right. Holiness, and note the definition of holiness. Holiness is not sinlessness. Holiness is being set apart for a specific purpose. It is being identified with a specific person, and that is God. God alone is holy. It stands separate and towers above man. So everyone who recognizes himself as God's image will also be different. You are not destined to a fate you can't control. You will evolve beyond this world when you recognize yourself as holy. This is our identity. Peace is God's image in us. Our God is not an author of confusion. He is an author of peace. And he gives this peace. Not the way the world gives it. And the way to have this peace is to come into the knowledge of his will. Wars, civil wars, genocide, infanticide, suicide are from men. They are not from God. God is a God of peace. Truthfulness. We are told that it is impossible for God to lie. Which means deep within us, there is this desire for truth. There is this implant, if you like, of truth. But somehow, we got ourselves corrupted with lies. Lies upon lies upon lies. 
that's not God image in us. That's not God's image in us. We need to get it right. We need to begin to investigate and understand what this image is and begin to express it daily in our lives. How? How do we bring about identity change? How do we begin to translate all of these things into reality, into action? The starting point is knowledge. Knowledge comes from learning. Search for truth so that you can be free. The status quo is nothing to write home about. We cannot continue to have our marriages, have our relationships, have our businesses, have everything around us continue the way it is. As it is, we have hit the self-destruct button. Look at what our political leaders are doing, asking us to drink disinfectant for crying out loud or to inject it. Locking people in their homes with no real palliative provided. Is this how we are going to continue? Our leaders today will not continue to be our leaders forever. But what preparation are we making to change things if and when we get an opportunity to become leaders? It all comes down to the kind of relationships that we establish and it comes down specifically to our identity, who we are. So we need to know. That's the first thing. The second one is we need to have the will to change when we know things. Identity is made real by beliefs. If you believe paper is money, for example, it takes on that identity to you. If you pick any piece of paper and you believe strongly that it is money, if a madman picks up a piece of paper and believes it to be money, it is money to him. What we have printed to become the legal tender is a legal tender because we believe it to be so. So your identity is a function of your belief. But what's unfortunate is that our beliefs have been implanted to us by the society. We have been told by the society to be a particular type of person. That is why some of us have stopped believing in love. That is why some people look for get-rich-quick schemes. That is why friends can kill friends just to make money. Because that is what the society has defined to be a real relationship to us. But when we learn who we really are, and we start to have the will to change our identity based on the change in our beliefs, things will begin to change. Reconstruct your beliefs based on the discovery you have made from searching for your identity. And finally, practice. Bring your new beliefs to life without apology to anyone. Live your truth. More importantly, live God's truth for your life. Do not be sorry for being who you are. Who are we? What's our identity? We are God's image. How do we bring about this identity change 
how do we restore ourselves to being God's image? We need to first know what it means to be God's image. We need to have the will to return to being God's image. And we need to practice this change. At that level, we begin to resolve our intrapersonal relationship issues. And then we can proceed to interpersonal relationships. Thank you very much for staying with me, for listening to the very end. My name remains Daniel Jimmy. See you next time. I love you. Bye.